In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. I'd like to talk to you today about my future residence. That's right, I'm planning to move, and when I move, let me tell you, I'm going to the grandest place I've ever lived. And if you're a believer, this is your future residence, so this ought to interest you greatly. It's described for us in Revelation chapter 21, and before we read, let me just say, uh, that scripture that says, Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered into the heart of men the things God hath prepared for them that love Him. I believe uh, Revelation 21 is a, a good part of that. Uh, look, the place where we are going as believers to live someday with the Lord forever is beyond anything you have ever imagined. I live in a beautiful part of the country. We live in the mountains of West Virginia, and West Virginia uh, for many years has been referred to as almost heaven. Well, friend, let me just tell you, there's nothing, much as I love where I live, there's nothing on this earth uh, that is almost heaven. Nothing comes close to what God has prepared for His children. In fact, do you remember Abraham traveled all of his life looking for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God? Well, you've got to travel all the way to Revelation 21 to arrive at that city. And it does have foundations, 12 in fact, as we'll discover in just a moment, and the builder and the maker of it is God. Now, the description begins in Revelation 21. It actually continues into Revelation 22, so we'll have to come back to it again when we get to the very last chapter of the Bible. Uh, but I want to concentrate today on the rest of Revelation 21. We've studied the first portion of it already. We found in verse number 1 that it's a new place, a brand new house being prepared for us. In verse 2, we discovered it's a holy place. It is the holy city. And it's a prepared place coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Look, if our God prepared the world we live in in six literal days of creative work, imagine what He must be preparing for us now. We know that it's an occupied place because in verse number 3, God is living there already and we're going to be with Him. In verse 4, we find it's a happy place because all the tears are wiped away. All of the tears that started in the Garden of Eden when you get to Revelation 21 are wiped away. And I just want to pause and say thank you, Lord, for that. It's a free place because the Bible says in verse number 6 that He gives from the fountain of the water of life freely. So there's no bondage there. And we know that it's a place with very good neighbors because in verse 8, the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and the liars are all removed. But let's read on, shall we, uh, to read a little more about our future residents. Now, the Bible says, beginning in verse number 10, And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. So one thing we know about our future residence is it is a place of great glory. And the glory is not our glory, of course, it is the glory of our God. It's a well-lit place. 
Now that's obvious. It's, it's bright. In verse number 23, it says, The city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And if you're thinking, well, I love the sun and I love the moon, I want to say to you that anything God does, anything God replaces, it never gets worse. It always gets better. In fact, write this reference down. Isaiah 30 verse 26 says there's coming a day, Isaiah 30 verse 26, that the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold. So it's not going to be dimmer there. No, it's going to be brighter there. And we're going to enjoy perfect light. Then we read on in verse 12. It had a wall, great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel, on the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. So here we have described a safe place. It is a place of great protection. There's a wall, great and high. Uh, there are 12 gates. We'll find in a moment the gates never close. They don't have to because there's no real danger there because sin and Satan has been cared for. And yet notice that there are uh, 12 angels standing at those gates. They're guarded gates. It's a picture of God's perfect protection for us. And then in verse 14, And the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So it's not only a a safe place, our future residence, but it's a permanent place. It's not moving. Can you imagine a building uh, so well built that it needs 12 foundations? And of course, we see these foundations have the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. I'm thinking now of the New Testament scripture that said we're built upon the foundations of the apostles and the prophets. And so there's a place of great honor reserved for the 12 tribes of Israel, a place of great honor reserved for the 12 original apostles of Christ. And what is this? This is a reminder that God has always been at work through the Old Testament and through the New Testament leading up to the final destination, the final place where we get to meet with God. And then the Bible says in verse 15, And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lieth four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, twelve thousand furlongs, the length and the breadth and the height of it, are equal. And he measured the wall thereof, 140 and 4 cubits, according to the measure of a man that is of the angel. Now, if you, if you run these numbers, you find that basically the city, our future residence, is 1,500 miles in every direction. It's beautiful. It's a spacious place. My future residence, it's big. I don't know if you've been to the Biltmore, the largest private residence in North America, and it's massive. The last time we walked through it, my wife said to me, I'm so glad I don't have to clean this house. And friend, there won't be any dirt where we're going. It'll be perfectly clean and spotless, and it'll be the largest residence you've ever seen. That's where we're going. And then the Bible says in verse 18, And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. Remember, gold always connected to deity. The tabernacle and the temple overlaid with gold. Well, this is pure gold all the way through. Perfection. Verse 19, And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones, the first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardis, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a chrysoprasus, the eleventh adjacent, the twelfth an amethyst. Can you imagine the beauty and the riches, the wealth that these are the foundations? I mean, look, even what is beneath the surface is perfect there. 
And then the Bible says in verse 21, And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. So the gates are made of pearls. Remember, pearls always come through suffering. I think it's a reminder that all of this was bought and paid for by our Christ. Yes, my future residence is, is decorated very well. No one has ever, ever decorated any better than our God. And the street of the city, it's pure gold, transparent glass. Verse 22, And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. God is all. He's everything. Now, you don't need the, the architecture now to be in awe of. No, now God is the one that we're in awe of. And I love this in verse 24, The nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth who bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. We all get to heaven on the same day. It's one eternal day. There's no night. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Friend, the future residence of those who know Christ is a perfect place. I hope you're getting ready to go. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.